Welcome to the Mark Staring Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Starry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Starry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar. Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Bob Dylan. All I can be is me, whoever that is. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 198. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, Templeton Rye Whiskey, and the BDL Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful summer day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. My throat's a little sore from doing an old school late night jam last night, but was a refreshing and fun time that reminded me of the campfires and front porches of UW Stout. When life was simple. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Fun trying to keep regular Randy T around as long as I can with some classic, classic rock. Thursday, played a solo show at Bistro 63 in Baronet, Wisconsin. Great to be introduced to the cocktail famously named the Dan Mao. Friday, played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Mark Sterry Music Podcast Top 5 legend Wade Matson was in the house. Saturday, played a solo show at Petey Pappy's in Stillwater, Minnesota. The Briz was there all the way from Breezy. Sunday, played a solo show at Paradise in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Great to see the summer Monday night party crew out and about. Dodged another round of severe weather. Thank God and happy birthday, Tony. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, August 31st, 2019. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, August 1st, I'll be playing a solo show at Lono Grill in Egan, Minnesota from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Friday, August 2nd, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, August 3rd, I'll be playing a duo show at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota from 5 to 9 p.m. Is part one of three with fiddle player of Trampled by Turtles and owner of Neon Brown Studios, Ryan Young. We talk TD Mishki, his studio, Trampled Recording Sessions, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Ryan Young, 
fiddle player for Trampled by Turtles, and owner of Neon Brown Recording Studio here in Crystal, Minnesota. Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How are you doing today there, man? Fantastic. Thank you. All right. So, Ryan, thanks for coming on. And we were just talking about our, our mutual buddy, T.D. Mishke, oh, a.k.a. Tom Mishke. I don't. Who's been us literally like a hero of mine and both big fans of his podcast and and uh do you have any episodes of his that you can think off the top of your head that you really like because you said you listened to quite a few of them uh his his podcast episodes mm-hmm. uh i think my favorite well the first one that jumped to mind is the one where he was uh interviewing these people that uh were they were in a cabin in Wisconsin, and they all had this shared kind of paranormal experience. Do you remember that one? Have you see, heard that one? I don't know if I've heard that okay. one. It's amazing. I, I I'll, I'll find out which one, which <laughs> number that was, or what it's called. Uh, but it's uh, it's really cool. He he talks to three people who kind of, uh, if I remember right, they kind of lost touch with each other. They were friends when they were kids. And uh, they all share, they all like basically met a ghost and they, they hung out with this ghost for like a summer. And it's, you know, I, I don't think uh, Mishki would try to pull one over on his audience. I don't think he's in on it, like meaning I don't think it's necessarily fake. And if, if it is fake... Uh, everybody is 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 in on it, and everybody did a really good job. So I, you know, so basically he talked to these three old buddies who lost contact with each other, and they all had the same story. They all haven't talked to each other in twenty years, and he found them. Like one of them lives in Duluth, another one's in Wisconsin, another one's somewhere else, and they all, uh, you know, they when they were at this cabin one summer, uh, they came across a ghost and they kind of tormented the ghost and the ghost tormented them back. You know, they, they asked for everything they got basically from this ghost. They, uh, they tormented this ghost. They threw rocks where, where it was hanging out or something and, and got it to, I don't know. I, I can't remember. It's actually been like over a year since I heard it, but it's incredibly interesting. So you travel all over the country and trample by turtles and stay in like varieties of hotels and things like that, I assume. Right. Yeah. So I stayed in Florida for a wedding at the, uh, see, Belmont, what the hell is it called? Um, Biltmore. Biltmore, yeah. And it's the most haunted hotel in, like, the country. Yeah, I've heard of this. And I know that Zach Brown recorded some of his vocals in a haunted studio. Oh, I didn't know So have you ever had any, like... Haunted experiences of some of these traveling these hotels all over the country like that? No, no? not personally, no. Uh... Uh, and honestly, I don't really know if I believe in it. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not like a, I, but I enjoy hearing about it. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that Mishki podcast or back in the day I would listen to uh, Art Bell show. Do you remember that? Absolutely. And it uh, was, what's that called? Coast to coast. Coast to coast. Yep. And you know what? I honestly, I don't believe it. I, I don't really believe it. And that's maybe why I find that, uh, Mishki episode so interesting is because I can't I, I know Mishki personally and I don't think he would do that I don't think he would just fake a whole episode like that and fake this thing you know he's I don't think he would so that's what may, maybe makes it make 
sorry, that's what makes it sound so interesting to me is uh, since I don't believe it, like deep down, but yeah, yet still, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't put my finger on this particular story. I don't want to believe that stuff either, but sometimes I've got stung by a couple ghost stories before where I experienced something pretty weird. I think I just put it out of my head, like just unexplainable, whatever. I'm not even going to try it because I don't even want to go down that road. Yeah. But I enjoy hearing about all that that creepy stuff too. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, we love Tom. So Tom was doing some recording down here. Yep. Yeah, he started a record. It's still unnamed as far as I know and still not released. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be good. It's all female singers. He. So what's interesting about it is he wrote all of the songs on it, but is not performing on any of them. Uh, but he's making the CD, so like, no, he's not he's not performing any instruments, nor is he singing. It's all female singers, uh, and I think it's going to be awesome. I haven't heard the finished product yet, but cool, man. So we're here at Neon Brown Recording Studio here in Crystal. So you said you've been here five years. What's the story of like this cool studio? Uh, it started when I lived in Saint Paul. Uh, I used to live right by uh, the Turf Club, basically, and uh, I had a computer and a and just a very minimal setup for recording and I would enjoy recording my own things and a buddy of mine who's actually now the bass player in uh, Pertner Sandstone Beth The crows they flock at twilight all you men should know why won't goes out at night devil knows what more that girl is gone she's solid gone she's solid gone left a year alone time he was uh he was the bass player in um pocahontas county which is another uh minneapolis string band uh they wanted to record and they didn't have any money to do that and they knew i had this minimal setup and he asked if i would record him and i was like sure and that actually turned out really good and i all i had to do was buy like a couple extra sets of headphones and maybe i I don't remember just i had to buy a couple extra things just to get that whole band recorded and it started from there and then after they recorded uh then some other band found out about it about that and it you know heard it and was like hey that actually turned out pretty good and it just kind of snowballed and eventually i moved to crystal and I had the chance to buy this amazing house that we're in, which is basically way too big of a house for two people. It's just me and my wife that live here. I was wondering if it was a duplex or something. This nope. place is huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's like fi- almost 5,000 square feet. Um, but wow. I'm paying the same amount uh, for the mortgage here. Actually, just like uh, a little bit more, just like $100 more. But the, uh, basically the same amount uh, to pay the mortgage here as I was to pay rent in my st- my St. Paul place, which was like 700 square feet. Wow. It's the same. <laughs> that's, so. that's awesome, man. Yeah. Heading to meet some friends for Bingo Monday with my buddy Jason, we got to talking about the gear daddies and cranking the nadas. Then a phone call comes in. Looks like we were in the wrong town, heading the wrong way, and clueless to where our friend's house was. We eventually got things worked out, but those extra miles cruising around on the backcountry roads were an absolute blast while riding my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. With 250,000 miles in my old car, it was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff couldn't have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. 
Their philosophy is simple. Time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court, Northwest Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a summer full of adventures and memories out on the open road in a new ride. Um, what I just assume because looking at it, it's got this brown old school cabin kind of and uh, yeah, you know, like, wall uh, stuff here. Is that where the neon brown name comes from? Uh, it it definitely inspired it. Yeah, it's this wood paneling kind of. Uh, you know, it feels it feels kind of seventies in here, or like like a I don't know, like a like a cabin sort of. Uh, but very yeah, cabinish. Yeah, it's very cabiny in here. Yeah, so like it's uh, it's just it's it's got a good vibe here, and like that's something that everybody that's recorded here has said. Like it just feels like I'm hanging out at my buddy's house, you know, and like it re- everybody f- see, t- tends to feel really relaxed here, which kind of lends itself to making you know good recordings. It's it's sometimes going to a recording studio can feel like you're going to the dentist, you know. Oh, it's I very know. Very clinical, yeah. <laughs> and you're worried about you know, you're worried about playing playing well when you just kind of don't feel comfortable necessarily. Whereas this is like you're just hanging out at your buddy's house kind of vibe, and it's very relaxed, and you get better recordings this way. Yeah. So like an audio tour of it, there's some kind of neat artifacts sitting around here. You got a big pinball machine here, dude. Does every like classic studio have to have an old pinball machine or what? <laughs> it certainly helps. Actually, the old owners of this place just didn't want to deal with moving that out. And they're like, "Will you take this? Otherwise, we're going to have to like destroy it because we're not going to like sell it. We're not going to move it. We're just going to throw it away." And it's I I looked it up. I wish I could remember exactly what year. It's like 74 or something. It's an old classic pinball machine. Uh, you know, not it's all analog. No, no, like digital displays or anything. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, just leave that here. I'll totally use that." <laughs> Does it work? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, works. dude, that's yep. awesome. What's a couple of cool other artifacts people should tell that folks would think it was kind of cool? Well, Mishki, uh, the guy we were just talking about earlier, he he got me a uh, animatronic uh, Santa Claus, and then found some other clothes that would fit it so he took off the santa claus outfit and put on this like a uh, leather jacket kind of thing and a and uh uh some you know thing for his head and he's got a bunch of buttons on him that with different bands like the who and black sabbath and the beatles and i don't know all these like classic 70s rock bands and the the santa happens to also be holding a fiddle and when you plug it in and turn it on, it kind of looks like the Santa is bowing the fiddle. And so he basically made this for me. And uh, there's a little sign on the front. It says, uh, thanks for helping me with my musical project. Love, Mishki. And uh, now it's kind of it's kind of the band. Uh, I'm sorry. It's kind of the uh, the studio mascot now. I love that, man. That's yeah. super cool. That's totally awesome, man. Um, so where are you from originally? Uh, almost exactly from where we are right now. I grew up in New Hope, which is one suburb to the west of where we are. Um, As people don't listen to the show every week, I play at Pub 42 in New Hope every yeah. single week. So over in that direction? Yep, yeah, over there. Yeah. That's cool. That's where I grew up. 
Uh, went to college in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I'm a stouty. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, came back and lived in uh, St. Paul and or Minneapolis, depending on what, uh, you know, I moved back and forth a couple times. But did spend quite a bit of time mostly in St. Paul. And then bought a house in Crystal. Been here ever since. Wow. That's cool, man. Um so what's some upcoming projects going on in the in the Neon Brown studio here you'd like to tell us about? What you uh, tracking like this summer? Or is everyone on tour this summer and just waiting for the winter to track their stuff? <laughs> I've been I'll, I'll actually just start with answer that question with a little bit of history. I've been booked in this studio solid for uh, I don't know. I want to say like six or seven years, like solid, solid, and sometimes overbooked. Sometimes like I'll I'll have to put in like fourteen plus hours or sixteen plus hour days, and then go to sleep and get up and do it again the next day, and then go to sleep and get up and do it again the next day. Sixteen hours, day after day after day. Uh, just because I have a hard time. Well, a couple a couple things. One time, one thing is I have a hard time saying no. <laughs> And two is I'm like genuinely having a great time doing it and I love to do it. Uh, So like I want to be a part of all these awesome things that people are making, you know. Um, So it's uh, it's just a matter of uh, me like kind of maybe setting uh, future boundaries for myself. I have a hard time doing that. So coming up soon. I have nothing on my docket soon. Right now, I have plenty to do. But uh, I really hope it comes to fruition that I actually don't have anything to do for like a week or something. It's going to be awesome. Nice. (laughs) But I do have some things maybe, maybe uh, coming up. There's this one interesting thing is this guy wants to make a, a song for the Minnesota Vikings. He's an older dude. Uh, I've never met him, but he just contacted me, uh, and he sent me a demo. And it's, you know, maybe the kind of thing that he'll send into K-Fan or I don't know what, what he'll do with it. But it's just a, it's a song about the Minnesota Vikings, you know. Or maybe, maybe, maybe he would hope that they would play it at the stadium or something. So that is perhaps coming up in the future. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I have nothing huge coming up, which is incredible for me <laughs> nice um what do you think is some of your, okay so if you're working in a studio for 14 hours a day yeah. are you working primarily tracking artists or are you mixing or mastering or what are you doing all day uh it's would be a, a mixture of all any or all of that what really takes a lot of like so the 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 uh, tracking process usually would happen um all in a row, typically, but not always. So, like, l- what I mean is, like, let's say a band comes in on a Thursday and they'll record Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday or something. They'll record four days in a row, and that'll take all day uh, or however, whatever time they have. It's like there. It's sometimes people have work or family stuff, so whatever time they have, and then they leave it. Then they leave, and it's up to me to mix it. And that is when, like, the really long hours can happen. If I'm, and I only do the long hour thing if I uh, have to, you know, and I've 
had to in the past just because I need to get this done before I leave on tour for Trampled or whatnot. Like there's, or they just need it done by a certain date. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's any or all of those things. Okay. Um, when you're putting in that many hours in the day and listening to take after take of people's music and stuff, do you still enjoy music afterwards? Like go for a cruise over to Pub 42 to get something to eat? <laughs> like crank uh, tunes? Or is it hard to listen to music after working in the music business so long and so much? Yeah, it's. I typically would not listen to music anymore that day. And that's you actually hit on a really good point. Like I, I do have to work at, uh, or like I, I have to be conscious about how many breaks I'm taking. And so I, I force myself to take periodic breaks. Otherwise, you just start to become numb. You can imagine, like listening to the same song over and over and over and over. You just kind of c- become numb to it. So I'll just stop. And uh, back when I smoked cigarettes, it was awesome because I could just go out and have a smoke, <laughs> you know, and have a nice little break. But I quit smoking cigarettes. So now I just you know do other things. I just take take a at least a five minute break, if not a ten or fifteen minute break every. You know, a couple hours at least, and just okay. reset. Uh, don't listen to any music. Uh, just reset the ears, reset the brain, and come back. You know, from scratch. Friends Sally and Jim were at my show at Bistro on Thursday. They were sat directly under the speaker and were rocking out. Sally had a nifty-looking cocktail going, so I asked her what it was. She said it was an old-fashioned but the venue was temporarily out of Templeton Rye whiskey. A bummer for them, but when they mentioned Templeton Rye, that completely made my day. So if you're looking for a smooth, spicy rye whiskey with a clean finish, Templeton Rye whiskey is your brand. Based on the Prohibition-era Kirkhoff recipe, it is said that Templeton Rye whiskey was Al Capone's favorite drink, nicknamed the good stuff, and also Iowa's most notorious drink. Make the multiple award winning, such as being named Rye Whiskey of the Year in the 2009 Whiskey Bible, Templeton Rye Whiskey, your cocktail of the summer. Follow them on Instagram at Templeton Rye Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. How do you handle artists that are like overly fussy? Let's say if that's like their first record. I know my first records, I was just a complete pain in the ass to the engineers and all that stuff. Well, we need to fix this vocals a little higher than this other part on the vocal. And there's a little bump right here and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. How do you deal as like a studio owner with folks that are like that? I... I, or you don't have them in here. No, <laughs> no, they they come. Uh, I I let them know that they're maybe being a little too fussy. If it seems like they can handle that kind of feedback, uh, if they can't, then I just don't mention it. Uh, and you know, but I let them do that if that's what they need to do. You know, if uh, like there's a a good example is. Uh, um, Maybe I won't name any names. I probably better not name. naming names. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this, uh, you know, person I've worked with many times over the years, and I, I, I told them, okay, you're being a little bit too, like you're you're splitting hairs on things that are just going to be way back in the mix, and no one's going to notice the difference. I'm just letting you know that from an outsider's perspective, that's what you're doing. But I, and then you know, do that if you think it's really important. I don't, I don't want to like tell you not to do something. So like. You know they've gotten better at it, um, and you know it's 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 okay. There's other people that I don't know so well 
and uh, you know, I'll just play. I'll just play the room basically. Like if if it seems like they can they can handle me giving them some constructive criticism, I'll mention it. Otherwise, I just go with it. I I just let them do what they're gonna do. I get paid by the hour, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, um, I'm. I I just enjoy doing doing it. So like if 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 they're going to split hairs and do things that really in the long run aren't going to matter one bit and spend an extra hour on that, well, I get an extra hour of pay then. You there know, you I go. just take it that way rather than just get annoyed. I could get annoyed with that, but then I'm annoyed and then they don't have a really good experience and you know, it's just there's no good that comes from that. So just I just let it go. So when you're recording, like, with Trampled or something like that, one of your fiddle parts or, or like a rhythmic fiddle part, do you find yourself being fussy like some of your clients are about certain things? Yeah, uh, but... That tra- you normally, as the producer or uh, here, would be like, oh, forget about it. Yeah. And here you're actually in reverse, like, being fussy about sure. something? yeah, absolutely. But uh, Trampled is extremely... Uh, What's the word? There, there's no fuss with trampled recordings. Everything is like first or second or maybe third take. You know, uh, almost the, a lot of stuff is live. You know, there, there's not a whole lot of overdubs. Um, it's just, it's just record it, go next song, record it, next song, record it, next song. Just like move on, move on, move on, keep going, keep going, keep going. There's no time to, you know, fuss over things really. Uh, and that's fine with me. It's kind of like a like a maybe a Neil Young approach to recording. You yeah. Know? Uh, rather than, I don't know, rather than like Def Leppard <laughs> or Guns N' Roses. Yeah, or no something, kidding. You know? Yeah, no Mutt Lang sitting around. Yeah, no. So it's, uh, which is great. Uh, and, you know, trampled recordings have been very successful. So like, it's, yeah. you don't need to sit and fuss. It's more about the the vibe that you're getting across, you know. And if, you know, if there's a huge mistake somebody makes, of course, we'll, you know, we won't use that one. We'll use a different take. But if it's just little, yeah, maybe I could have played this a little bit better. Just whatever. Good enough. Move on, you know. Vocals too live? Or mostly just the the instruments? Vocal, that's, it's kind of half and half. Sometimes it's live. Sometimes it's it's overdubbed. Okay. Maybe it depends on... I don't know. It depends on maybe how comfortable they are singing, or uh, I'm sorry, playing without singing, or maybe even sometimes the the vocals might not be completed yet, or like the the words might not be completely written. Uh, Then then it'll be overdubbed. Where do you guys mostly record your your trampled albums at? Still at that house? I watched the thing on YouTube at this house. You guys would set it up like in Duluth or something, and then it'd get rented out for the week. Have to tear down the whole thing, then reset it up to track. Yeah, that was that was for only one record. That was just Uh, for one record. Yep, Stars and Satellites. We did that one there. And that one was super fun. Um, but the last two records we've done at Pachyderm, which is down in uh, Cannon Falls, like south of the Twin Cities. One of the most famous studios of all time. Yeah. In they Utero still have that Neve board there that John Lennon and Kurt Cobain, those guys recorded on? Uh, they still have, yeah, it's the same. As far as I know, it's all the same stuff. As far as I know. I I can't 
testify that that's exactly uh, the truth, but as far as I know, everything is the same. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they used to have that gas station, the Cannonball gas station right there, uh, the rest of breakfast place, and all these musicians would go there. I know my old guitar player, Dan Neal, I'm not sure if you know him, he was down there tracking something for Martin Zeller, and there was like Soul Asylum recorded there, and I think Live recorded there, and all these older... Yeah, like PJ night- Harvey. Yeah. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always great. After my Petey Pappy show on Saturday, I met up with some buddies and we made a run down to the B-Dale Club. We crushed some Heggies, cranked some Motley Crew for Buddy Greg's birthday, and had a freaking blast. Love summer evenings down at the B-Dale. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail artists. I've been told that after being talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill cocktails are selling like hotcakes. Don't miss the 7th Annual Barbecue Contest on Saturday, August 3rd. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pool tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Um, so what made you guys record down there? Just old school um, cool? Yeah. I, 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 the original idea just maybe is because there's this great studio that's right by the cities that has all this great history. Uh, why don't we try to record there? I think that just uh, came from that. Oh, actually, now that's what's coming back to me is we were maybe going to record at April Base, which is uh, Justin Vernon's studio in Eau Claire. Yeah. Um, My cousins built that. Oh, really? My last name is Sterry. Sterry Construction built that studio for him down there. Right on. Yeah, I don't know him or anything. I just know they built it. Yeah. Uh, But our guitar player is uh, allergic to cats, and there's like just free Roman cats in that studio. So we were we were like, oh well, we got to find a different place. So then, then, then the pachyderm thing happened after that. Um, so when you're recording a record with Trampled, do you ever get like, do you still learn as an engineer and producer here at your own studio tricks from people you're working with or whatever at Pachyderm, whatever studio it could be? Absolutely, yeah. I, I've. What's I, a new trick you just learned during this last record you could apply here at your own studio? Uh, one thing we did was. Uh, which I, I still haven't done yet, but I like the concept, and maybe I'll try it in the future, is we started with, everything was mic'd up, but we, uh, no, no, actually, let me start that over. We started with just one mic in the middle, and uh, then they listened, and they're like, well, uh, and then we uh, the bass was plugged in as well. So one mic in the middle, bass was plugged in, and then we listened to that. We're like, okay, we need... M- uh, more, whatever it was, mandolin. So then we put a mic in front of the mandolin. Like we, we just we started from almost zero and listened to what the result was. Rather than just mic everything up and then go from there, we only added what we needed. Oh. You know, so like if the fiddle was coming through loud and clear or the banjo or something, and it didn't need anything, then we didn't do anything. You know, uh, I still have yet to use that myself but it was an interesting way to just approach recording okay rather than it was like it was like starting from the end or something like 
uh, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but uh, only adding, only re- only micing up and only recording lines and, and microphones that were necessary. I don't know. Interesting. It was just, it was just an interesting way to do it. Cool. And, and who it, was the producer on that one? Um, that was um, Al Sparhawk. Okay. Yeah, he decided to do that. And is he's he... from Low. If you're if you're not okay, familiar. yeah. And he like has a vision for you guys. You come with these songs, or how did how do you guys work with a producer? We that's the only time we've ever worked with a producer. We haven't uh, hadn't used a producer before or since. Uh, but he is, uh, you know, he's the main songwriter and uh, guitar player and singer for Low, which is a Duluth band. Um, he's also in the Black Eyed Snakes and um, other bands. And anyway, we we look up to him like he's. Uh, I'm a huge Low fan, so is everybody else in the band. He's kind of a genius and likes. I don't know. He's criminally underrated or like under underappreciated and uh we were super happy to have him and uh he definitely left his mark on that record it's called wild animals and we're all Um, hey, I'm going to wrap up episode one here pretty shortly. And do you mind doing one more episode? Sure. Talk about more trampled stuff and kind of your your techniques and things like that. But today, I worked at dog camp in Egan. We do therapy dog work and agility with all these kids. I do it for three weeks of summer. Yeah. And so today, my coworker, Kate, her and her family are big trampled fans. Oh. And I told her I was interviewing you today. And so the song we were talking about in camp and playing while we were doing this kind of walking exercise and stuff was off the new record, um, the song The Middle, oh, Off yeah. Life is Good on the Open Road. So I love that song, The Middle. I usually spin a song at the end of this podcast for the heck of it, whatever. So I was going to add, I always have a story behind the song segment. Mm-hmm. Do you mind talking about either the recording process or writing process or what you know about off your new record, the song The Middle? Sure. For my, for my camp students. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that song was written by Dave Simonette, who's the guitar player and singer in Trampled. And it, when he brought it to the band, it was just, as as a lot of times, it's just the vocal line and the guitar chords is all he had written. Which is, you know, is the meat of the song, but it wasn't, it wasn't complete, you know. So he brought it to the band, and everybody uh, basically improvised their own parts to it, you know, like... Uh, uh, and we would run a take of it and then, you know, maybe go into the studio, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, um, the control room and listen to it and then go out there and maybe do another take if we weren't happy with it. Um, but I do remember, uh, there's the beginning fiddle part, which is like, it's like this repeating, uh, uh, short notes, uh, fiddle part. And uh, that, uh, when you listen to it, that was like improvised on the spot. Like he started playing the song and I didn't know what to play. 
Um, so I just went, and I was like, oh, that actually works kind of well. And then, and then the you know after that first verse or whatever, I can't remember goes into the chorus or the second verse or something. And so then I stopped doing that and went played some other notes or chords or whatever whatever happens next. And then there's a breakdown in the song. And I normally maybe in a breakdown of a song, I might just stop playing, you know, just because things things quiet down maybe before the big final chorus or something and i was like oh i'm gonna do that part again so i went dun, 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 so i was like that ended up in the song twice completely improvised so like when you're listening to it it's like that's the first time i ever played that or, are you serious or, yep you didn't retake it and tighten nothing it just nope. was right on the fly that's just, that's just how it came how it came out is how it is dude that's how, that's how music should be yeah just your reaction to this guy's song yep. that is so cool Okay, well, that's awesome. Well, Ryan Young, fiddle player for Trampled by Turtles, amongst other bands and stuff, and owner of Neon Brown Recording Studio. Thanks for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, and please do the next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday. If not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places, podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, Templeton Rye Whiskey, and the Beedale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. I wasn't hired Then I was supposed to be but the walls froze through and shattered I'm partially peaceful Sitting in an empty room While the lights outside never matter There's a bitter hill on the other side Smoky shaded space in a double wide Oh, we could come to